this is Mark Manns, and I'm here at uh, the QSO VSO 50th anniversary event at UBC, and I'm here with uh, Ken Affolder. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, Ken Affolder. Uh, Ken, just to start off, um, tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, QSO or VSO. All right, I was one of the probably earlier QSO volunteers, mm -hmm. and I was posted to Sierra Leone, mm -hmm. a town called Bo, and certainly I knew very little about Sierra Leone and next to nothing about Bo. And as it turned out, I didn't know a great deal about my assignment. Mm -hmm. But um, as with QSO spirit and QSO uh, intention, you get in there and you learn and you learn fast. Right. And uh, certainly it was an excellent posting for me. I loved uh, the school. I liked what I was doing, and at that time there was a very rich and varied volunteer environment and community. So what I liked, and and certainly uh, was supported by a wonderful volunteer community, mm -hmm. uh, VSO members, QSO, and uh, Peace Corps, and just generally a vibrant community of like-minded people, and we. Uh, had two very good years. Great. How did you get involved with the QSAR VSO? I was at University of Alberta, yeah. and there was a reasonable bit of promotion through uh, the office of a certain person whose name was Major, somebody other, I've forgotten his name. Right. And uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do on graduation. Mm -hmm. What were you, sorry, what were you studying at? I was University majoring in English literature and okay. history. And this seemed like a very good thing to do. Right. And in fact it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you went to Sierra Leone went to Sierra in Leone. what year? 66. In 66. So 67. It was 67, 67 69. Right. And in fact I was married there. Right. And that started off a definite new chapter of life. Wow. And then came back to Canada with my wife and we both completed degrees in education mm -hmm. and I've been in education ever since. My wife in fact did die some years ago but uh, we have three very fine daughters, mm -hmm. one of them who's here at UBC on staff. Uh -huh. So in your placement, tell, tell me a little bit about you, what you remember about uh, the things you did. In okay, your, in, in your placement, placement yeah. it was in fact really quite a good school. It was Christ the mm -hmm. King College. So you're teaching I was teaching, teaching history, history and English. Mm -hmm. And at first had this misconception that you're to walk into a job and be, uh, be able to do anything right. possible. <laughs> so when they said they need a chemistry teacher, well, I thought I could <laughs> learn chemistry because I had done some chemistry right. in, in my undergraduate degree. Yeah. But I soon learned that uh, I was over my head. Right. But doing the work in history and English, I think I laid a firm foundation, mm -hmm. and also I found that uh, I was able to assist the administration, mm -hmm. and so I did a number of administrative tasks. Um, with my wife, we took various students from her school on geographical expeditions, because she was a geography teacher. Right. Uh, the other thing was being as a member of the community, and it was putting on dinner theaters, drama events. Mm -hmm. working with school farm, initiating small-scale things like that. It was mm -hmm. generally 
being part of that community and helping it flourish and extend. So was Bow a, a large community? Bow was a medium-sized town. Okay. And it... Uh, what shall what I say do you about remember it? most about Bow? I remember most... What I remember most about Bow was the fact that it had a number of schools. Right. It was an international school. Okay. It had basic things that you needed, yeah. uh, nice homes. There was a bow club, which was the center of social activity. Mm -hmm. At first it was, you know, had some naive suspicions that that was a place for the people who were wealthier and right. locals weren't really welcome, but right. soon learned that that was a really good way to, place to make friends and have a social life. And, uh, churches, mm -hmm. participated in some church events. Uh, it was really quite quiet until the end of the time there were a series of military coups. Okay. So life got pretty unstable, insecure, rough, but in fact, very difficult. And then it was time to go. Oh, really? Yeah. And what? Two years what, what, were over, and it was definitely time to so go. So that was around 69, <coughs> 70, Yes, 69. 69. Yeah, that would be a very, very challenging yeah, situation. Yeah, it was a bit challenging. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Frequent break-ins, oh, really? total breakdown of law and order. So Did you fear scary. personal safety was, was in uh, jeopardy a little? Yeah, yeah. that was so definitely that was... always on the cards. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was tough. It was tough. And so we did get out, right. got left, and that was it. Have you ever been back? I've yeah. never been back, no. no. But I have had a lot of involvement in Africa, other okay. places. Yeah. In, what, in what way? Yeah. I have worked with... Um, I've been principal or headmaster okay. in East Africa okay. for 12 years. Wow. And initially with the, and that would have been, I think, in about 19, early 90s. Right. Initially with the Aga Khan Foundation. Right, right. Aga Khan Educational Services. Right. I was hired to steer some troubled schools get them settled and mm -hmm. bring them <coughs> more into being child-centered schools with the philosophy of the organization. Mm -hmm. So I was in Nairobi for a couple of years Great. and then did a lot of teacher development with their other schools. So mm -hmm. I was flown to their other centers in uh, Kenya where okay. they had schools, right. did a lot of staff development projects. Mm -hmm. Then was hired to, was asked to continue my contract and go to Uganda and do the same thing, which I did for a year. And then some private uh, Ugandan developers approached me when I was ready to go home mm -hmm. and said, uh, you know, we've got a project we'd like you to look at. And so they showed me this hillside and yeah. they said, do you, see a, do you see a school and university up there? Right. And I said, all right, all right. <laughs> and they said, well, we know a lot about you. Yeah. And we'd like you to be the head of this organization. Wow. And so what's the name of this organization? It's called Kaboja Senior Secondary School, and it's now a university. Wow. And, and when did that <laughs> project start up? That started in about, um, I think that was 95. And, and I was there for... I was there for seven years. So I was the founding headmaster. And you, with so you basically built a, a school from nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we started with uh, pouring cement the night before some students really? arrived, and we had 30 students. And yeah. by the time I left, it was um, 
950 boarders wow. at one of the really, it certainly was a high fee paying school, mm -hmm. but it was norms really inordinately successful. What are some of the challenges for education in those areas? Uh, the challenges are always one of people being able to manage the costs. Right. That's one of the things. For sure. That's one of the things, finding teachers who are mm -hmm. well enough qualified. Right. I did most of my work as an educational leader really involved doing staff development, right. staff in service. Right. Uh, creating both the culture of the school, getting people to work together, getting them to understand and to be guided into uh, techniques of effective instruction. Mm -hmm. uh, the other ones were, yes, moving beyond rigid exam-oriented material, but using their exam-oriented culture as a platform to which it could be extended into, I would say, more effective learning. Right. And by and large, it was really very good. Right. The school was excellent. So then after that, uh, I came back to Canada, worked for a bit, and uh, in Edmonton. In, in education? Yes, well. I was an uh, instructor at Nate. But I was never, I just found this really cold potatoes compared to the drama that I pursued my life over there. So then out of the blue, I had a call from the First Lady of Rwanda, who moved me from stuff I had done in Uganda. And uh, she said, Ken, to the point, <laughs> we need you over here. Right, come on back. So I went to Rwanda for a year and a half and helped sort out a school for them. Well. And since then, and along the way, I have been a university representative. So I do recruitment for McEwen University, mm -hmm. Trent University, okay. uh, Conestoga, and now University of Saskatchewan. So I go to Africa mm -hmm. twice a year. Right. And I'll be going again in January. And what I also do is now I do extensive or more intensive um, workshops for students who really are economically disadvantaged, mm -hmm. but high achievers at schools, okay. so they can have a chance at scholarships. Right. Right? Oh, great. So that's essentially what I do. And along the way, I'm starting a foundation that's sort of a band-aid solution for some extremely impoverished but highly qu academically qualified students mm -hmm who just need a few hundred dollars so that they can get into a university. Right. So that's what I'm doing. What's the, what's the name of this film? It's just, it's, just, it's uh, Band-Aids for Africa. Band-Aids for Africa. Great. Well, uh, maybe w one final question. Uh, just to, what do you think you took from that original placement mm. when you went to Sierra Leone? Or, and what do you think the people you were in contact there with took from, from your original I placement. think what I took was a sense of a sense of the enrichment, personal enrichment that can come about when you're able to bridge the gulf between cultures mm -hmm. and between economic levels right. and to find one's soul, the core, the core that connects us, sure. the human core. Sure. I would like to think that what they took from me is the fact that uh, it's 
easy, it, it's okay to, to be honest, to be frank, mm -hmm. and to ask for what you need if you need something, and to also be generous and give. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. It was a pleasure talking to you, Kent. Um, thank you for your years of service. All right. Uh, been I hope you enjoy the rest night. of this uh, 50th anniversary. I'm event. sure I will. Thank you. Thank you very much.